It's your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th. 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Here's Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun.
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm. Welcome, Mutiny Radio listener. It's around 4 o'clock. It's time for the happy hour, not happy hour, open mic Saturday thing with people. Yay! Open mic with people on a Saturday. Yay! We're all here. It's Sketchfest weekend. Why is that exciting? Because we have a special guest for you today. She's going to eat her lunch. It's going to be delicious. But we have Andy Awancio all the way from Seattle. Hilarious comic doing a bunch of Sketchfest things. Has a show tonight at Alamo Draft House at 9 o'clock with Andrew Rolfo and Paco Romaine. It's going to be great. It's probably already sold out. So you're probably like, look, you listen to that. But it's going to be a lot of fun. But we've got her here today. After she has her lunch, we've got a couple guys in the audience. They've all signed up. I'm going to probably run my my sketch again from the thing I'm working on. Uh, but here, listen to some more Cure, and we're going to be right back with a bunch of funny comics. Yay! it is the open mic on a Saturday. We have a quorum here. We have an actual quorum of comedians. It's very exciting. We're going to get started because we have a quorum. Hey, the way it works here is we kind of divide up time among the amount of comedians that are here. So that's going to be great and fine and wonderful. You're, we have Mr. We have Mr. in the room. Lovely, lovely Mr. What a cute, cute dog. Sharing the same name as my darling, darling kitten. Uh, both very cute in different ways, both very talkative in different ways. I'm sure that Mr. leads a rough, rough life with no love or affection all the time. <laughs> he obviously has great love and affection. He's here at Mutiny Radio. We have a great lineup of comedians for you this afternoon. Hey, this is just let it all fly. We're here on a Saturday. Let everything fly but the punches. Just the punch lines, everybody. Here we go with your first comedian all the way out of Boston, living here for a couple months, and we're so lucky to have him. Put your hands together for David Lattimore. Yay! There's an on-off switch. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Thank you. Guys, uh, good to be here. I have uh, roommates. Roommates are fun, right? I moved into a new place this fall. That my roommates, right away, they said, we got to do some fall cleaning. And you know, I, I've come to realize that people who do seasonal cleanses normally don't clean at all. You know what I'm saying? Like my roommates, they'd always hit me with that shit. Like March would come around. They're like, we got to do some spring cleaning. 
I'm like, or you could just do your dishes, you know? <laughs> like, you don't have to wait for the flowers to bloom to wipe down the fucking stove. These guys are waiting for the leaves to change color just to wipe their body hairs off the toilet seat. It's disgusting. And this is true, actually. One of my roommates, he told me, he said, I might have dormant tuberculosis. I was like, are you a fucking pilgrim, dude? Like, what? Like, how outdated is that disease? And it's true, though. So I guess if the doctor thinks that you have tuberculosis, you actually have to get two tests, which I assume is because every time a test comes out positive, they're like, how the fuck is this still happening? You know? They're like, well, we thought we left this disease in the fucking Mayflower, you know? But uh, they make you come back, and my roommate, he got his first test. They're like, you might have tuberculosis, but you got to come in for round two. And he just decided that that wasn't worth his time. <laughs> he was like, I'll play the waiting game with this tuberculosis. <laughs> he was like, I'll just go home, breathe the same air as two innocent people, and uh, we'll see if I get it, you know? And the, the worst part about the whole thing is that he told me in kind of like a small, crowded bar, so he was kind of screaming it in my face. Yeah, have you ever had someone literally breathe the words, I might have tuberculosis onto you? Uh, what else we got here? Guys, uh, okay, so I just moved here from Boston, like Pam said, and I've uh, been settling in, meeting some new friends, and I've been telling people I'm from Boston, even though I'm not like a Boston native, you know, I grew up in a small town, moved there for school, but now like new friends out here, co-workers, they keep telling me that things I do are like, quote unquote, so Boston. Like, I'll give you an example, the other day I told this guy, I was like, I like to cook, but I just don't follow recipes. And he was like, dude, that is so Boston of you. Like, as if that's a Boston thing, just be like, yeah, I fucking cook, dude, but I ain't letting nobody tell me how to do it. Like, I ain't following no teaspoon, tablespoon, cup and a half kind of bullshit, dude. I turn on the fucking stove and I go. That's my Boston impression. Glad you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll tell you one more thing and I'll get out of here. Uh, I go out to breakfast. Gotta go out to breakfast, right? I've been exploring my new neighborhood. Found out I got a gourmet donut shop down the street. Gourmet donuts. I think that's my best way of telling that there are too many white people in my neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Like, if there's one thing I can say about white people, we love gourmet versions of shitty foods, right? A little gourmet ice cream, gourmet cupcakes, throwing some gourmet chocolate. Dude, if there was a store that specialized in gourmet Twinkies, there would be a line of pudgy white dudes out the door, around the corner, and down the fucking block. You know what I'm saying? All right, that's all I'm going to do. Thank you. D David, though, you only did three minutes. You only did three minutes. Are you sure? It's, this you is the mic where you, But it's, this is the mic where you get to... This isn't the mic where you're trying to impress anybody. This is the mic where you just get to talk about your feelings and tell some jokes that you haven't said before. How, how long do I get? I mean, that's what's... Look how many people are in the room, right? <laughs> at least at I'll, least do two more minutes of something. Come on. Okay, okay. Make it worth your afternoon. Uh, well, well, I'll tell you this. I've been exploring a little bit. I've been doing uh, some hiking. Went out in the hills. Hiking's kind of a new thing for me, right? Uh, the other day, I was hiking along on this trail, and I came across a woman and her dog. And, like, I was just trying to make some small talk. I was petting the dog, and I was like, oh, how old is she? Uh, and the dog owner replied, she said, he is seven and a half. And there was a lot of emphasis on that he, like, as if she was annoyed that I didn't know her dog's gender. But, like, wouldn't it have been weirder if I did know? I mean, I'm no vet. There's only one way that I would have known. 
So she expect me to be like, oh, how old is I? Oh, one second. How old is he? How old is your definitively male dog with a penis? How old is he? By the size of that thing, I'd say about seven and a half. All right, uh, guys, I've realized a new trend recently, kind of a new trend in uh, pop culture. I think face tattoos have been getting big. And I'm not talking about like a nice Mike Tyson kind of face tattoo. You know, it's more of these sketchy, sharpie marker looking ones. You know, all these famous rappers just looking like the first one to fall asleep at a slumber party. I don't know, like I almost wish that I knew, like maybe back in middle school, last time I fell asleep first, just woke up with dicks all over my forehead. Yeah, like I was always the runt of the middle school sleepover. Like I've fallen asleep first, woken up with at least 30 dicks drawn all over my face and body. And let me tell you this, when you wake up with 30 Sharpie dicks on you, you shower for just as long as if you woke up with 30 real dicks on you. It is a full cleanse. Uh, I'll tell you this and then I'll get out of here. I did something fun this fall. I, uh, I went to one of the biggest crew races in the country. You guys know crew, right? It's like uh, boat rowing, but with douchebags. Yeah, crew is the shit. I went to this huge crew race, and it was a very special one because during the race, one of these rowers, he had to pee so badly that he stood up on his boat and he peed off the side. Now, to this day, I cannot believe that he did not get stage fright. I mean, come on. There was thousands of people watching, you know? There's one guy a couple stalls down for me. My pipes are flowing. But this guy, I mean, he was especially brave because if he did get stage fright, he would have 100% been a sex offender. You know, because we could all excuse that quick emergency pee, right? But if he had stood up, whipped it out, the pipes weren't flowing, he just had to tuck it back away, he would have decreased the property values in his neighborhood. <laughs> that man would have been off the rowing team and onto a list. <laughs> all right, that's all for me. Thanks. Shy. Yay! One time when I was little, I had a dream that I was peeing and there were no, no doors on any of the stalls and there were four stalls facing each other, but it was a dream and I didn't pee. And lucky for me, I didn't because I would have peed in my bed. Yay! Thanks, 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 shame for reaching into my dream and making me not pee in my bed when I was eight years old. Your next comedian. What an exciting time you have. She's all the way from Seattle here for Sketchfest. She has a show tonight. At 9 o'clock at Alamo Draft House, put your hands together, everybody, for Andy Iwancio! I love before I walked out, I unzipped my, my cardigan to make myself more relatable. <laughs> it was like, I need to look like I'm of the people. I feel uneasy coming to San Francisco. I'm annoyed by how far the... How far in between your Starbucks are? <laughs> like, we have them right next to each other. Like, I can walk from one Starbucks to the other without losing Wi-Fi signal. <laughs> but, like, even... But I'm, I'm like, living in Seattle, and I've lived in Seattle for, like, 12 years now. But I'm originally from Baltimore. And, like, Seattle can be passive-aggressive, but, like, Baltimore is active-aggressive. <laughs> Like, but like, we have a reputation to keep up, to keep people from moving there. That's what that is. Like, film media statistics, that's all to keep people from moving there. 
Just like me leaving my Baltimore ID in my wallet is a defense mechanism. Because, like, I imagine if somebody saw, like, if somebody tried to steal my wallet, I'd hand my wallet to them. They'd look at my ID, hand me back their, hand me back my wallet, hand me back their wallet, hand me back their keys, and then beg for them and their family's lives. We got a reputation to give up. I'm going to kill him, kill his family, and give his dog syphilis. Also, we're the syphilis capital of the United States. She'll let you know that. That's just not a thing I'm doing on the side days. He's more inquired about the history. That's good. Like a person has. He's got a guitar. He's got a history to him already. That's all good. <laughs> you didn't miss anything. There weren't any laughs. You heard. You were here. <laughs> but like, like we keep our... I think the thing is, is that like when you're from a shitty town, the only person who can shit on a shitty town is somebody from that shitty town. Because, like, the perspective you have about that town is different. Like, I've... Like, again, I think it's, like, a... It's kept us from being, like, gentrified many times over from me living there for so long. Not me that I'm keeping it from being gentrified. But, like... Uh, <clears throat> people, people know about Baltimore being a shitty town just all over the place. My friend was in Narcotics Anonymous... And he like got to the level where you start to do like counselor level work. And so he goes to different parts of the country and the world to do counselor work for NA. And he goes down to South America. Now what he's heard is that South America, like specifically the part that he's going to in Colombia, is the Narcotics Anonymous groups will be dissolved, violently dissolved, by people coming in the front door from the cartels. That's what he's heard. And so he goes down there to do work at an NA meeting, and everybody's on edge. And he's like, this is serious. And then as he like keeps talking more about his experience, like the room seems to lighten up, and he's like... And he says to them, and he was like, you know what, I heard the cartel running all of these meetings out, but this seemed all right. And they're like, oh my gosh, we heard you were from Baltimore and we had seen The Wire <laughs> and we thought you were going to be violent and crazy. <laughs> he, w he wasn't. <laughs> should let you know. I feel like some people are looking at me like I'm filling them in very slowly. Were you caught up? You have hats on. I always feel like people with hats are so far ahead of time than me. They're like, I've got a, I've got enough time to think out a piece of cool wear to have on my head. Like, I <laughs> saw a dude. I, I love spotting, like, what hats people have on and reading, like, what where they're from and who they're repping and everything. And I saw this dude on a train, and I was, like, staring at his hat, and I couldn't tell the logo. I was like, is this an XFL hat or some shit? And it was... And then I got close enough to see that, like, he was wearing a hat that just had the World Series trophy on it, which, like, I was like, that's weird. But then also, again, I thought about it, and I'm like, that's kind of a baller move, because, like, the World Series trophy never loses. 
<laughs> like it's always the winner and it's always next to the winner y'all don't have the world series down here i assume from the stairs or this is the part of the afternoon that if you're in an open mic you don't care about sports that's fucking fine there's a lot of jackets in here that say you don't know enough about built to spill <laughs> there's some other jackets that are like run the jewels drop their new ep Fuck me, like Run the Jewels and like uh, Run the Jewels is always the like band that my f my white friends will say. No, I like some rap. I like Run the Jewels. <laughs> That's what they always fucking say, which is fine. It's good. I'm just like it's no, I don't know, like arsonists or souls of mischief or some shit. That's fine. That's some Bay Area shit. Arsonists is New York. One of you was gonna point this out to me. You've got a hoodie on. <laughs> like every I you can always tell like comics well you can tell where a comic is and they're like doing comedy when they start layering another jacket over their hoodie like you've got some like you've got some time right there he's got some time he I don't know you're still wearing a hat I'm gonna judge you you look you've got like a hoodie that says I just came from Arizona <laughs> that is like the turquoise band version of that, of a jacket. Now he's got a puffy jacket on that's respectable. I like the print. Is that a button down? Is that a button down? Not you, turquoise. <laughs> Settle down, meow. Settle down, meow wolf. I'm asking him. Is that a button down? Fuck me. I thought it was going to relate to people here. You've got a hat. Do you play the guitar? No, okay. I'm not talking to the dude sitting next to the guitar. I just, you don't look cool enough to play that guitar. I feel like the guitar is going to do the talking. Just prop it here against the stage and we'll make comments about how cool it is. You've got checkered vans on. What the fuck? You have checkered vans that have shoelaces. <laughs> like, the, the slip-ons are too much work. <laughs> I can rep those laces? God, that seems like multitasking for vans. <laughs> This is all good. This is helpful stuff. As long as every one of you is at another show that I do later, then this will all work. This, good. I hope that horn is there too. I, uh, I've been taking uh, weed medically and like I feel uneasy about buying it. Because it's legal where I'm from in Seattle, but at the same time, like, I once got arrested buying weed, so I'm still on edge about it. And the laws are still hazy in Washington about it. Like, you can buy weed, but they haven't changed the laws about smoke shops. If you go to a smoke shop, you can purchase a water pipe. But if you call it a bong, legally you'll be asked to leave, even right now. Much in the same way, you can go into a sporting goods store... And you can purchase a ski mask, but if you call it a robbery hat, <laughs> you'll be asked to leave. You want the third one? Third one? That's what that looks like. I had an edible earlier. It was edible bread, so I'm going to imagine it was healthy. Uh, you can go into an underground fighting arena. I think they're legal somewhere. And you can purchase a wager on bare knuckle boxing, but... If you call it topless fisting, you'll be asked to leave. Bare knuckle boxing, topless fisting? He's thinking about it. You've got a white gray hoodie on a Saturday afternoon. I didn't expect you to get anything. <laughs> as soon as I started about talking about Baltimore, you zoned out. That's good. All right. Talk to you a little later. Yay! Andy, it was
Fazio, all the way from Seattle. Goes through tonight. She's both on Life Nightlife on Mars at Murphy's Pub and then after at Alamo Draft House doing a Sketchfest show. And see, it's fine. I'm saying it for the radio listening audience, which there are thousands and thousands of people. I'm just giving you credits. And then tomorrow at 5.30, go to Piano Fight and see Spec Script with Chris Adami. He writes it. It's a great show. It's for free. It's a piano fight. It's at 5.30. I've been in it in the past. He's amazing. He's from Portland. He's one of the co-producers of the Ha Ha Harvest Festival that happens every year, and it's really fun, and they're great people out of Portland. Yay! But one more time, clap it up for Andy out of Seattle! Yay! What the fuck is that? <laughs> I, I work for Chris's happy hour. It's open mic on the afternoon. Yeah, no, hey, it's all about Mutiny Radio. No, absolutely, because Chris Adami is part of the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th. Uh, a lot of people in this room are on it too, but we're flipping through the list because your next comedian has somewhere to be at five o'clock. Put your hands together, everybody, for Daniel Castillo. Thank you. Um, I appreciate putting me on. I, I really do. Um, yeah, I got. I told my sister that I. Would, did you have change actually? You, you can bend the last. It's fine. Okay. Um. Yeah, I was gonna go support her friend uh, doing a, a art installation at home. Oh, shit, you know, trying to be supportive. Um, yeah, her friend is gonna get tied up um, over, and it's like a vulva-like show. I'm not sure. I'm excited to learn though. Um, the women's march is happening right now. Women's march. Uh, my question is like, how long does it take? to like sync up, you know? Like how long does that take? So like 30 minutes, like if they're all empowered together, everybody's empowered together, does it happen faster? Uh, I'm not sure. Anyways, uh, I've been thinking, I've been also doing some 69ing, right? Sick. Um, I started recently doing it. You know, I've never actually uh, thought of, it was a reality until recently. Um, 69 is interesting because uh, it puts, you know, everything right. You never think how close they are together. You know, they're like, they're next door neighbors, thin walls, you know, like, keep it down over there type of shit. Um... But I was thinking, looking at both of them just like side by side... Like, one of them is a lot more simpler than the other, you know? Like, vagina, th thank you so much for coming out. Um, Sketchfest, that's awesome. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so flavors have been changing on me recently. I'm 26, and uh, I just started liking olives, you know? It's been a new thing. I've been hearing that flavors change every seven years. You know, um, ass still tastes like shit though. You know what I'm saying? Gotta be like 52 until I'm like, it's an acquired taste. I don't know if that's how you eat ass, but that's how much I, uh, I used to be a barista. I used to be a barista and, um, the only thing I wanted to do about like with being a barista is make the latte art. One day, uh, during a rush, I finally do it. 
Um, what happens though is like there was this picturesque penis that came up as the latte art. It had like balls, had a vein, everything. There was angles, and it was like there was a shadow. Um, I was so excited. I was like jumping with joy because it was like the first latte art I have I had ever made. And I look up to who I'm giving it to, and it's a mother of three. Yeah. It was the first time I gave dick to a mother without breaking up the family, you know? So that was cool. It was nice because she, like, blew on it. She blew on the dick. And then looked up at me and was like, African roast? Like, Colombian, actually. Um, Are you Colombian? No. <laughs> it was nice, though. People, uh, while I was working there, um, this guy came up to me, and I love compliments. You know, everybody loves compliments. This guy came up to me, and he goes, you have Robert Downey Jr. eyes. I was like, oh, sir, sir, it's not going to be that easy to blow you in front of everybody here. I fucking love compliments. <laughs> um, Robert Downey did a lot of blow is the joke there. Let's see. I had a... Um, oh, so I, you know, made a bullshit New Year's resolution, and that resolution uh, was to drink more water, okay? Um, everybody needs to drink more water. Um, it helps so many things. We're 74% water, right? But I learned that you could actually die from drinking too much water. You're looking at me like, dad, it's fucking drowning. I'm like, no. It's not drowning. You can actually, if you drink water, this lady died from this drinking water com uh, con competition a couple years ago. Um, the, the prize was a Wii for her son. So that's how long ago it was, dates that. Um, she died, though, drinking too much water. And, um, you know, heroin doesn't even affect your liver. You know, that's why everybody that comes off of heroin when they're older, you know, they look hella young. They look hella spry and whatnot um so was that doctor just like fuck to the woman that died like that's on me you know like i told her to drink all that water drink more water um anyways thank you guys so much for that educational thing i guess daniel castillo everyone working it out here on the saturday open mic i just want to let you all know that uh, I am having a beverage in this uh, booth that I procured from the Sketchfest Lounge. So thank you very much. I went with Andy to pick up her bags, and there was a full thing of beer. And I said, may I take one of these? So I am officially drinking some of Sketchfest's money. The $100 that I gave them six years ago, I'm drinking $2 of it back. Ha ha ha, Sketchfest. You're next. I'm sorry. I'm not better or anything. It was actually kind of cool. They have good signage, and it was nice. It was really nice that they have a lounge. They have no gift bag, though. There's no gift bag. You just get to hang out in the lounge, but they have free beer there. So in the future, just go up to the lounge and say that they, they you know, anyway, your next comedian, he, I think he's been part of Sketchfest. He's one of the funniest people in San Francisco. I think he's also in LA all the time. There's a rumor that he lives out of his car. That might or might not be true. He's so funny and so weird. I think he writes his jokes like in his car in the middle of, yeah, get up, get the fuck up. Everybody, it's Dwight Mai! <laughs> 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Do you guys mind if I uh, not look at you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I uh, ate, ate shrimp the other day. I figured out why seafood tastes so good now. <laughs> it lives in the salty ocean. Ever since it was born, it's been marinating. <laughs> oh. Hey, if I'm like rich, if comedy uh, works out, I'm going to get a big swimming pool, and then I'm going to fill it up with barbecue sauce, and then I'm going to toss a bunch of cows in there. <laughs> and then you come over, you're going to see me going, Betsy, back in the hair. You're not ready. Two weeks it takes for you to marinate. Don't ruin my, <laughs> don't ruin my birthday barbecue, Betsy, you big dumb cow. I love you. I love the cow. Uh, I got a vegetarian friend. He said, uh, you wouldn't eat meat if you had to kill your own cow. And I go, I know, but I can chop off a leg and then eat that leg and then nurse her back to health. (laughs) (laughs) Then I'll stick a branch in the ground so Betsy would have something to lean on, Betsy. (laughs) (laughs) On Halloween, I'll put an eye patch on her so she can join in the festivities. That'd be great. Uh, I saw a bullfight. Unfair. Unfair. The bullfighter, years of training, what does the bull get? Nothing. No training. Hey, in the future, if we invent helmets to speak to animals, I want to train the bull. You know? I'll be like, hey, lesson number one, pay no attention to that curtain. And lesson number two, if you're losing, just jump to the stands and take out as many as you can. Just take them all out. All right. That one got no laugh, and I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> hey, I'm back. Uh, I guess I won't hang myself today. Anyways, uh, death. Death. You know, a lot of people are afraid of death. I always tell them you should appreciate death, because it's the ultimate deadline, right? Without death, I would never get anything done. I'd be like, hey, I'm Dewat, I'm 500 years old, and next semester, I'm gonna go back to school. <laughs> I'm going to finish. going to show my 87 kids that daddy can do it. This is my 90-year-old daughter. She's just a baby. Again, I got to change your diapers. Jesus. Death. Hey, you know when a gunman kills a bunch of people and then he like, kills himself? I don't think he should be included in the death toll. Right? It psychs me out. Like the news will go, 27 dead. I go, oh. Then it goes, including gunmen. I go, oh, why did you make me feel bad for him? What if there is a soul? What if he's halfway to hell? I don't want my sympathy to reach him and then slow his descent. I want him to go to hell. I want him to go to hell now. I want him to burn forever plus three seconds. Anyways, uh, like a lot of you guys, I, uh, I have a daytime job. Uh, you know, when I'm not working, uh, when I'm not sleeping, I like to hide in refrigerators and then jump out and uh, scare hungry people. When I buy my house, I'm going to hide in the walls. And when my son walks by, I'm going to punch a hole through it and say things like, you got my money and you've been using the heater, I can tell. And then I'm going to go to my backyard and I'm going to hollow out a tree and then hide in it. And when my daughter plays on the swings, I'm going to reach out and then give her a push. And then when she invites her friends over to show me off, I'm going to stay quiet so she looks crazy. <laughs> and then I'm going to go back in the house and boil all the eggs and then put them back in the carton. And when my wife goes, good morning, how would you like your eggs? I'm going to say, scrambled. 
when she goes, did you do this? I'm going to say, no, honey, you did. You must have had another episode. Gaslighting. What? Gaslighting? Gaslighting. What does that mean? It means when you, when you convince someone they're crazy when they're not crazy. Oh, there's a word for that? Doing, so, yeah, so you boiling the eggs and then having her to scramble, that's gaslighting. That's gaslighting? I've never heard of that. But I can't use it because nobody would under, Did anybody understand? Did you guys know what gaslighting was before she explained it? What? Really? Yeah. It's a new feminist term. Oh, oh, that's right. Because women are just naturally crazy, so they have to come up with a word to, to come up, right? <laughs> oh, come on, ma, crazy's good, right? You're a genius if you're crazy. Hell yeah, fuck yeah. I want to be crazy, but I'm normal. <laughs> I want to act crazy just so people think that I got an IQ of like. 27, something like that, but uh, I don't. I got an IQ test once. I, I had an 1140. Yeah, 640 verbal, like 240 math or some shit like that. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, anyways, where was I? Oh, yeah, gaslighting. <laughs> gaslighting. Oh, you know what I do? I, I carry around an envelope everywhere I go, uh, just in case somebody walks in on me. I'll, I'll lick it and look important. <laughs> hey, who are you writing? Stephen King. <laughs> I'm telling him I have a better ending for the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Turns out Andy Dufresne did murder his wife. No? Okay. <laughs> Is that anti-women? Hey, uh, hey, I was thinking, you know, I, I learned a, a, a stroke it's just a, a heart attack for the brain, right? But since the brain doesn't have any uh, pain receptors, it's much more enjoyable. <laughs> like, oh, I can't feel my left side. Call 911. Oh. Hey, I like how the brain, the brain, the brain looks like a bunch of like coiled up intestines, right? I like how it looks like that, you know? It's like it gives new meaning to that phrase, shit for brains. <laughs> so you're, you got shit for brains. Uh, everybody has shit for brains. Everybody has shit for brains. Everybody does. But you especially. Oh, I don't understand what you mean by especially. I have no awareness of society. That's why I live in my car. <laughs> yes, yes. I was sleeping in my car the other day, and you know, people are like, because they don't know that I'm in there, and they open the door and they like they hit it, right? And they're just so happy-go-lucky about it, you know. So I open my door and I just fucking shoot them in the head. <laughs> nah, that's crazy shit. I'm normal. I don't do any of that stuff. Anyways, hey, thanks for listening, guys. I'm out of here. Gracias. What my everyone? What my? I am. Um, I was. I I took some shrooms this afternoon, so I was ill-equipped. Uh, after I came from rehearsal. Of course I did shrooms before I did rehearsal. I realized I have the whole script memorized. Ha 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 Isn't that great when you're on shrooms and then you memorize the whole script? There's a donate bucket at the top. And please, 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 please give us 2 to $5 if you can. If you can't for any reason, that's fine. Just go to your Instagram. Take a picture of anything. The bikes, the bathrooms. Like, this is the grossest bathroom in San Francisco. I don't give a fuck. Picture your friend on stage. Say, look how cool we are. Just make us look cool or gross or anything. And that's totally worth $2 for me. Tag us at Mutiny Radio SF 
Or you can always Venmo us if you're like fancy like that. It's Mutiny Radio, all one word. Because um, boy, oh boy, we're getting an entertainment license. Uh, supposedly, open mics on a Saturday afternoon are entertainment. Your next comedian is going to be super entertaining. You're going to love him. Put your hands together for Shane Kenny. How's everyone doing? Welcome back to the Boys and Girls Club for At-Risk Comedians. Bathrooms, roofs, things we're not used to, you know. I love the gender-diverse crowd of Mutiny Radio. You know, if there wasn't a women's march, of course, there'd be so many women here like there always are. So, I just came up from L.A. last night. I took Greyhound. Greyhound is like what would happen if the magic school bus smoked crack. Last time I rode it, there was a tweaker sitting next to me who was complaining about how there were too many tweakers where he was from. I was like, what, people stealing your thunder? (laughs) Afraid you're not the tweaker of Arcadia anymore? (laughs) So uh, as you can see, I have long hair. I'm not sure if you knew this, but guys with long hair can communicate telepathically just like bald guys can with other bald guys. Like me and Ernest were having a great conversation last night. Both our phones were dead, and we were 400 miles apart. See, the, each long hair is a tiny antenna, just like bald dudes' heads are satellite dishes. They're all just picking up on each other's frequencies. There's a lot of guys here. So, guys, can we admit that testosterone's just a kind of a scary chemical to have just coursing through you at all times? Like, the ratio of good to bad ideas that testosterone gives you is so unproportional. Like, testosterone will give you great fuel for the stupidest ideas. Like, testosterone's like running on nuclear power. Like, if you can channel it into something good, like going to the gym, cool. But if you don't channel it into the very specific right place, you are left with personal injury and property damage. Like, there's no in-between. There's like, oh, yeah, my testosterone acted up and, you know, I vacuumed the house. There's... (laughs) It's like, oh, my testosterone acted up, and uh, now I have a court date. (laughs) So anyone here watch South Park? Anyone? So when I was a kid, I thought South Park was meaningless, and that life is full of meaning. (laughs) Now as an adult, I realize that South Park is full of meaning, and life is meaningless. And that has been the plot twist of my coming of age. Oh, the stoner cartoons full of wisdom and lessons and existence pointless. That's a hell of a plot twist. Like, I did not see that one coming. (laughs) So, um, I have a lot of freckles, um, or as I like to call them, cancer in training. I'm sure one of them's going to go pro and do me in soon. How much time do I got left? Three minutes. Cool. So I went to Disneyland over the winter because I'm totally Disneyland's target audience. Well, let me rephrase that. I was dragged to Disneyland because my family's hell-vent on proving people. It's like, hey, we're normal. We took them to Disneyland as adults. Like, Disneyland is only fun if you're a child, mentally disabled, or a parent. Like, other than that, it's really just kind of a waste of time and money and like, oh, people are really into this. Like, if I were a parent, I would take my kid to the farmer's market every year until they're like six 
and say it's Disneyland. They won't know the difference. There's animals and food. And also memories don't start till you're four, you know? Gives me at least two years to bullshit them a little longer and save me some cash. So I went to Disneyland and the whole way there I am chugging whiskey and smoking wax. I figured if I intoxicate myself into a mind of a child, just kill every critical thought, I'm going to have a good time. I was wrong. Um, so we get there and the first world we go to is Autotopia, sponsored by Honda. It's this stupid fucking ride. You're in these tiny Hondas going about six miles an hour and that's the ride. They could have called it Traffic, the ride. It's like, that was the same as the car right there. I rode there in a Honda Accord. That was the same exact thing, except the ride was going slightly faster. So cut to halfway through the day. We're uh, in Star Wars land. I'm sober. I'm having a miserable time. And I decided, um, you know, what? I'm going to take a nap because my family's going into the gift shops. And there's only two things to do at Disneyland. Spend money and wait in line. I hate waiting in lines. I like to do lines, but I hate waiting in them. All right, this is, uh, I'll end on this. So I get woken up by stormtroopers, okay? Being a comedian, I make a joke like, hey, screw you, Space Gestapo, and I go back to sleep. That, yeah. About 10 minutes later, I am woken up by Disneyland cops. They got reports that someone was intoxicated. So all of a sudden, I'm getting a field sobriety test from Disneyland police. <laughs> like normally what you hear at Disneyland are, Daddy, look, Mickey, or everybody, say cheese, not, Sir, please walk in a straight line, last name first, first name last. And I know there was some blind dude who was like, wait, something doesn't sound right here. All right, that's my time. I'm Shane Kenny. Thank you. Shane Kenny, everyone. Just back from L.A. Fresh takes on Disneyland. Anna Heim, Anna Slime, Anna Kenya Sparadime, your next comedian up. She is holding her, we, our two vaginas are holding down the fort, everyone. Put your hands together for Rachel Pinson. Vagina fort. Welcome to our vagina fort. I didn't know we were part of he left. Oh, man. I went to Disneyland once. Only one time I saw that Star Wars was in Tomorrowland, and that's fucking bullshit. I'm not a Star Wars fanatic, but I know enough to know that it happened a long, long time ago in a galaxy far away. I wish that I was more judgmental so I could be better at crowd work. All right. So Monday, Monday, I have a, sh uh, a show. I'm doing my birthday show, and all the comedians are going to try to imitate each other. So I'm going to do the hackiest, jokesteeliest set ever that you'll ever hear all day today. And see if I can remember people's jokes. Yeah. All right. I'll start with Pam, if you can make it. All right. Uh, I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I want to take my cat and shave it and make a sweater out of its fur and make him wear it because I'm a crazy cat lady. Warhol's here. Okay. Whenever you see a beautiful homeless woman, just know that she chose that life over you. <laughs> it's a good joke. It's his. These are, I'm stealing people's jokes. She, what's her name? <laughs> uh, 
it's like she chose that life for you. <laughs> so that's the sad part. Okay. Ernest is here and he's on the show. Uh, hey guys, what's the worst part of a threesome? Sharing the condom. All right. Yeah, Ernest Evangelista. All right, I'm stealing people's jokes. These are not my jokes. All right, on the list. Worst part of Black Panther. What? Sharing Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. Uh, let's see. Alyssa Westerlin's on the list. She has that, uh, I have PTSD because I used to be engaged to a murderer. This guy murdered this pussy and some guy named Kenny. That's my favorite. Alyssa. Like, it sucks that these are doing so good because they're not my jokes at all. I'm stealing people's jokes right now. All right, the next one. Uh, Gaula. What? Life hack, right. Yeah, all you have to do is say that you're stealing it and give them credit for it, right? At Muni Radio on a Saturday. Okay, uh, Gaula Finman, she has that joke. Uh, my friend just had a baby in the sonogram. She wrote feminist. And I'm like, is the bar so low for feminist that like even this fetus can do it? Because if that fetus was really a feminist, it would abort itself and let her live her life. That's a good Gaula joke. All right, Kaiser, Kaiser Lieb. All right, babies are stupid. Right? They just, sure, right now they just want like a handout or whatever the fuck he says. But they're just tiny immigrants from the future. I already fucked that up. We should build a tiny wall. Yeah, I know, right? I fucked it up. Something like that. Anyway, he's from Montana and talks about that. Uh, Kelly Evans. Kelly Evans. Kelly's a girl's name. Kelly's a dude. I don't know if you guys know that. Let's see. He said people used to make fun of him for having a girl's name. Yeah, fuck, I don't know. And he's like, I'm homeschooled or whatever. So we're like, ah, ah, funny. You should do my, if you're doing baby jokes, why do babies' pants have pockets? Is that one of Kelly's one jokes? Of, no, it's one of my jokes. Oh, no, I was yeah, just okay. like going through and trying to remember. I see. I haven't done that joke in a long time. But if you were talking about babies, I was going to throw <laughs> the baby pants pockets in. Uh, okay, Davy Kirsch. Oh, she has this joke. It's like, uh, I had the worst roommate ever. It's the worst type of person. Woke me up in the middle of the night. People that wake people up are the worst because I was raped before, but at least I get to sleep through that. <laughs> All right. I know. Isn't it good? Fuck. She's brilliant. I'm glad she's going to be on the show. Hey, guys, come to the show and then you can um, listen to other people tell these jokes. Mark Neuer. Uh, <laughs> let's see. My boss told me to clean that table good enough to eat off of, but I eat ass. All right, uh, Vishal Call. He has that joke about the worst place to get tacos is at a place called Taco Licious, and he would rather eat a taco with somewhere with a mariachi band, and they won't leave until they tip him, and he never will. Um, it's like the only one I could think of off the top of my head. Sabrina Miller. Uh, PG, her fucking, what is it? Uh, preferred gender pronouns are she, her, and hers. Preferred gender insults are cunt. And just cunt, being called as a cunt is empowering because that means I just won the argument. All right, Victor Trevino. I think this is a Victor Trevino. You would know. Like, you know everybody's jokes, Pam. Uh, I think this was his, but he was like, I saw this girl getting mugged at knife point on hate street the other day. So I started fighting him off. I'm like, you can't do that. And then I grabbed the knife and it slipped and killed the woman. Okay, Victoria Solizano. I saw someone littering the other day 
And I said, hey, lady, you should pick that up. Don't you know later some guy's going to have to shit there? I can do, I can do her whole set because I, I just think she's great. Uh, Jack Ferguson. Okay, whenever a werewolf, when, whenever two werewolves meet, do they shake hands or sniff butts? And, oh, yeah, and uh, Alessandra is going to be really hard to do because I don't have a wig right now, but she's like, oh, I'm this lady. I'm kind of an alien and I'm from Italy. I grew up in India and, like, look, all these crop circles. And then she shows her and then she's like, I'm ass and this is piece of ass or something like that. I don't know. Bye. Yay, Rachel Pinson. Go to Rachel Pinson's birthday on Monday, the 20th. Thanks for being here, David. Hey, don't forget, guys, to give me two bucks. Don't forget. Um, or Venmo it or uh, give me money. I'm poor. Uh, keeping the space open. It's really great. Rent's expensive here in the mission. Uh, but that was great. Everybody go on Monday at Delirium at 8 o'clock for Rachel's birthday. Super swap sit. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm really, I'm going to get there right after my tech at piano fight. But um, just to promote it, I'm in Edna in a bottle. Uh, this is. Actually, something that you guys should look into, look up Edna in a bottle tastes funny because every month she takes a different comedian and gives them a 15 minute set in the middle of this sketch comedy group. But the whole thing of the sketch comedy group is that she chooses a different three people every month and you get together and you come up with ideas and you write sketches and you fucking memorize them. So I'm in the middle of memorizing them. Holy fuck. It's so hard. But if you want to like stretch yourself. Uh, contact her because she's amazing and it's a lot of time like I had rehearsal before this and last night and everything else but it's really worthwhile and it's a different it's a different part of your it's theater and sketch and anyways it, check out Edna in a bottle and check her out because she she does she books and she doesn't know any comedians we were going through the show and they were like Matt Good sir is he a guy we should have I'm like yes fucking ask him he's great but there her list was so short like she was like Charles Alpha Kelly. I'm like, he doesn't even live here anymore. So she just doesn't know comedians. So definitely reach out to her and say, hey, I can do 15 minutes on your show. And that would make her so happy. Your next comedian, what a funny, weird, wonderful person he is. He's not wearing a guy Fox mask. That's just his face. Put your hands together for Ernest Evangelista. <laughs> Hey guys, how you doing? Yeah, uh, I do look like the guy from V for Vendetta, but instead of bombing Parliament, I'm gonna bomb with my jokes, cause I'm a terrorist. Okay, uh, yeah, uh, Shane was talking about Disneyland. You guys been to Disneyland? Yeah, that place sucks. Only if you bring edibles, then it's better. Space Mountain was space-like. After that, I took I took edibles like it was in pretzel form to Disney World, cause it was Florida and they're very bad with drug laws. So I and also if it's in pretzel form, it looks like I'm eating healthy. It doesn't look like a there's weed there. And it was pretty fun. If I I have a kid, but like I don't, I'm not thinking. I don't want to take him to Disneyland in Anaheim because it's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. But you know what's better than Disneyland out of him? Disneyland Hong Kong. Don't you want to like think that 
like he'll think like Disney or Mickey Mouse is Asian. Wouldn't that be funny? Like he's like chi- everything's in Chinese. He's like, whoa, Disney is Chinese. Okay, hmm. So you guys, you, how you guys been? How's your New Year's resolution? How's your 2020? You been keeping up with anything? I've been keeping up with my New Year's resolution, which is I'm going commando this whole year. I'm not wearing any underwear. Uh, mainly because who needs it? Who needs underwear? Am I right, guys? Um, also, I need to do my laundry. Um, haven't done it this year yet. Haven't done it this year. Um, but yeah, man. You guys, you guys ever think about killing yourself? You ever think about, I mean, we're all comedians, we all think about it, but what's the best reason to kill yourself, you know? There's plenty of reasons, uh, you stub your toe, you forgot to send that email in, uh, you can't pay for the $10 minimum at a bar, so you just don't go back, um... But what's the best reason? I think I figured out the best reason. And if this was to happen to me, automatically I'm killing myself. And that's if I saw myself. Do you get what I'm saying? Imagine if you opened the door and then you saw yourself. You're looking right at yourself. I know to kill that person because I know myself. And if I was an evil clone that broke out of Genentech, I would try to kill myself and take over my life and wear a curly mustache (laughs) yeah so do you guys like my curly mustache okay new year new me cuz I'm an evil clone Uh, but yeah I'm not talking about suicide I don't believe in suicide I I believe everyone in here are really bad people and you deserve all the bad things that happen to you. You should probably just live that debt. You guys are are you guys in debt? Of course you are. Okay. Um hmm. You guys you guys ever had hemorrhoids? It sucks, right? You know the problem with hemorrhoids is the fact that you can't run away from them, especially San Francisco cuz we all either, uh, we're, our job is either an Uber driver, which you sit on your ass the whole day, or your tech, that's one thing techies and Uber drivers and poor people all understand is hemorrhoids, and also gay people because butt sex is hemorrhoids. We all need, we all need better lubrication. We need, we need automatic, in every bathroom, there should be a lube station where you could just lube your ass uh, automatic, maybe, maybe a, a lube day. How about that? Instead of shooting water in your butt, just like a lube, like call it Splash Mountain in Disneyland. I don't know. Let's go to Disneyland and bring lube. That's probably not good. Um, so yeah, uh, Disneyland. I want to take acid in Disneyland. That sounds fun. That sounds amazing. And uh, I would also uh, want to uh, bring cocaine to Disneyland and put it on those churros. 
Then, okay, you guys are good night. Ernest Evangelista! A few things. A, if you have hemorrhoids, the best thing to use right now is one of those weed salves. You take the weed salve and you put it on your butthole and it's an anti-inflammatory and shoop. Hemorrhoids lessened. Also, pain goes away because uh, inflammation is pain. Also, B, uh, acid at Disneyland. Like, when do you not? Anyway. Uh, I wrote in like 1993 in my screenwriting class, I wrote a, a whole screenplay about going to Disneyland and doing acid. Come on. You got to do it on the Peter Pan ride. <laughs> You've never been to Disneyland? All right. Your next comedian. He's been everywhere. He's space time zip zap zoom, baby. Put your hands together for Warhol Kaufman. Hey, have you guys ever uh, ever visited the cheesecake sweatshop? No. That's very ethical of you. Um, I really, I like. I just want to come clean. Uh, I enjoy sex with minors. You know, you go down into the shaft and you just. It's good for them. It's good for you. Watch out for the canary. Everything's cool, baby. Uh, I saw this advertisement. Oh. That's the response I go for. I saw this advertisement, a, a bunch of people facing the camera, and they were like, I stopped gambling from ruining my life. It's like, that's clever. You didn't stop gambling. You just stop telling your wife that's beautiful. <laughs> I stopped gambling from ruining my life. I think it's time. Like, I, I think I'm finally ready to forget the Alamo and focus on remembering 9 11 full time. <laughs> Do you know why you take a hoe to the hospital? She needs medical attention. What are you, a monster? She needs to see a, take her to the hospital. Jesus Christ, I thought it went without saying. You know, people always like wanna make excuses for being horny, you know? It's like, uh, yeah, no, I'm a Gemini, you know? It's a, Mercury's rising, it's a full moon. You just like dick, it's okay. These aren't notes, this is just a napkin. <laughs> I read this article, I'm doing Mortsal style humor now. Um, I read this article, of, of apparently uh, this some priest raped a seven year old girl and I was shocked because I thought they molested boys, but. Um, Who's your favorite rapist? Do you like Epstein? That guy, he's great. He's a great rapist. Um, yeah, no, at, at, at Ireland's, uh, I asked that question, and, and two women looked at each other and said, My dad. <laughs> it's true, you were, it was one of them.
um i saw this sign i was walking uh to atone for my relationship sins i was walking like from downtown oakland to uh albany um and on the walk like i stopped this isn't a one-liner anymore i stopped i stopped by this church and i i ate some food i got in line with the people who had been serving the food and preparing it and they were all like oh the food's gone i'm like i know we put on all this work and what we get for it nothing um and then i stopped at this isn't even a joke anymore i stopped at habit burger and i found out that the habit burger in albany I have other jokes, and I'm just I'm gonna tell you about this walk. It was a long ass walk. Um, so the Hamburg in Albany uh, French fries cost. There's no punchline coming. Don't look for one. Two twenty five. No, two fifty. Two fifty. Two fifty for a side of fries. I was like, that's a good fucking price. It's like a regular. They don't have a large or small. It's just like it's a decent amount of fries. You fucking go to go to some places. Six dollars for some shitty. Fuck you, dude. I was at Hamburg. I was like, I'm gonna steal some fries. And I was just like looking around, like there were like children with little plates of French fries. I'm like, mm, he probably couldn't fight me off. There's like an old man. I'm like, he's not gonna finish those. And then like, they just put out the new tray, and I'm looking. I was had I had a really big backpack on, but so I'm looking at the distance between the, again, no joke, <laughs> just a memory. The counter, like, okay, mm, I could just take that. Just have to make it to the door. But the backpack's really big. I didn't get any French fries from Habit Burger. But then I went to Roosters the other day, and a Roosters Habit Burger side of fries is two fifty. All right, I'll tell a joke. What's? <laughs> oh, okay. So then I went to uh, Whole Foods, and when I went to Whole Foods, I saw some tri-tip. So I was like, could I get a sample of some tri-tip? And the guy gave me a sample of tri-tip. And then I went over and I saw there was some pulled pork. And I I sometimes keep toothpicks in my pocket. I was going to tell a joke, but she wants to hear the rest of this. Yeah, everyone regrets it. Uh, so I had toothpicks in my pocket. So I p pulled out a toothpick and unwrapped it. Then I had a little pulled pork. All right, I'll tell a joke. <laughs> uh, what's the dumbest argument that ever fucked up your life? How did it fuck up your life? I, 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 I slapped my mother. Wow! Because I, I wanted to watch 21 Jump Street while we were eating dinner. 21 she was Cunt like, Street. We turn off the TV. We turn off the TV in this house. And I was like, it's Johnny Depp, and it's only on once a week. And I slapped her. I was Dude, like in original. sixth grade. Yeah. No, no Jonah Hill even. All right. over over That's amazing. Johnny Depp. Honestly, the thing is, I this is not really related, but I really uh, wanted to watch Magic Mike, but not by myself. Like, what the f like? I need I needed another person there. You know, I'm not gonna just jerk off by myself and watch Magic Mike. Um, I remember one time, my stepdad. I cried, you know, because my stepdad beat me at sorry, and he was really rude about it. He was like, he really rubbed it in. Like, okay, you won the board game, but like, chill the fuck out. It was upsetting. Um, all right, one more question. If the world were ending tomorrow, 
What would you be most relieved about? Actually, it's funny that you said that because my mother wants to die. That just reminds me of a joke for Rachel Pinson. You got to do the Mark Noria joke where he says, my mom is, uh, my mom, my mom's dead. No, she's not. Don't feel sorry for her. She has, she had a stroke. She's best resting bitch face. Yeah, that's a good Mark Noria joke. Also the one where he says about uh, abortions or something. He has a good abort. He has an abortion joke I like very much. I don't remember it right now though. Oh, is it his entire comedy career? Ah, what? Shots fired. Pow, 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 pow. Warhol, when's your next show that you're producing? You produce a billion shows. Well, he's producing her birthday party. On the 20th at Delirium, 8 o'clock. It's Rachel's birthday party, the mic swap. If you're not there, you're not cool. Although you are cool because you're here right now at Mutiny Radio, and that is rad. So put your hands together for your next comedian. Everybody, it's Tushar! Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Come on. Give it up for a Pam. Come on. Give it up for your hoes. Tell ya. Give up your dollars for Pam. We will. We will. I, I have cash. I brought cash for this. I have to go. I go to the ATM only before I come to Muni right now. <laughs> and then I withdraw like 10 $1 bills. Um. <laughs> All righty. Okay. I went to a yoga class the other day, guys, because it's time brown people take yoga back. Okay. It's time to take it back from the whites and the Asians and send them back to Zumba or I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where. Okay. I, I did go to a class. It, it felt very weird. You know, there was like nine white women, nine Asian women, and then there was me. You know, like, that made me question, like, am I a creep or am I just feeling like one right now? You know what I mean? Like, it's just like how they look at you if you're the only guy in a yoga class. Like, even the teacher entered the class and she looked at me with this expression, like, dude, shouldn't you be in CrossFit class or something? You know, shouldn't you be bulking up to get laid? Like, what are you doing at yoga, you know? And uh, I looked at that expression, like, I, I looked at her and gave her that expression, which meant, bitch, we invented this shit. Okay, like we came up with it. We let you have it for a second. Don't take it for granted. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I was like, look, you guys in my blood. Okay, I was, I was, I was like, I'm gonna rock this class. Right, I'm gonna show everyone what's what. Thirty minutes later, I was on my way home. Cause turns out I can't hold a plank for more than ten seconds, guys. I think white people can have all the yoga they want. I don't want it from them. Okay. We've taken their jobs. They can have our yoga. I think it's a fair exchange. Don't care no more. Okay. I just want to be healthy, okay? just want to be a little bit more healthy. I was trying Warhol to eat a little bit vegan, you know? One of my friends goes, dude, that is hypocritical because you smoke. And I'm like, cigarettes are totally plant-based. You know what I mean? Like, everything in a cigarette is totally... Like... Pot is also plant-based, by the way. You can eat pot and french fries for fucking seven days and be totally vegan. You'll die, but at least you'll die a vegan. You know what I mean? Like, it's... There's no better death than dying a vegan, I feel like. You know? Like, the other day, a I was having dinner, and a friend of mine holds this big piece of meat, takes a bite, says, I'm going to drop ten push-ups right now. How many will you drop? And then I have my sweet potato fry. And like, I'm about to drop two push-ups, okay? But they will both be plant-based. That's how we, okay. <laughs> I 
The Golden Globes happened recently. Uh, also, by the way, had totally plant-based food, which means the food was vegan. The jokes were not. Um, although the jokes were better than the food, I think. Um, anyway, all right. Uh, <laughs> you know, a lot, a lot of people complaining. Uh, not enough people of color getting nominated and awarded. That's why I like to watch Bollywood Awards, because 100% of the nominees are people of color. You know what I mean? They're way better, way more diverse. Okay. Uh, <laughs> great, Tushar. Jokes. Um, I don't know. I feel, I feel like, you know, I watched Hamilton because uh, my wife has a job, and it was, it was good. But the best thing about Hamilton is that uh, just, the, just the sheer amount of white people who go and pay $400 for a Hamilton ticket to go see black people play white roles... You know, it's a little bit like reparations if you think about it. Okay. Um, yeah. You know, speaking of, uh, I, I'm not from here. Um, I'm originally from India. Uh, so technically, I'm a man of color, which is kind of exciting, this new, this new thing, this new part of my identity. Because, like, back in India, we're all people of color, you know? Like, nobody, nobody goes, like, what are my rights as a pe person of color in India? Because... <laughs> There's no question. Now I'm here. Like the other day, I was at a party, and a guy goes, "Hey, I'm Mike. I work with your wife." And I'm like, "Hey, Mike, uh, I'm Tushar, and I'm a man of color, buddy. That's my identity." Okay. Uh, all right. I don't know. I just want to be healthy. Um, you know, speaking of movies, I, I I used to watch quite a few American movies, listen to American music when I was growing up. I still still remember the day when I heard the song Bohemian Rhapsody, right? And I was like, these guys are going to be huge, you know? And then I Googled them, realized Freddie Mercury was already dead, <laughs> you know? These things come a little late. You know, I was culturally, I was just behind a little bit. Like I watched this Lindsay Lohan movie where she was playing a double role as a kid, right? And then I Googled her and realized she had gone really big, but then she was already like in jail. You know, and she had already been to rehab, which broke my heart a little bit, you know. But I'm glad I'm here now because now I'm caught up in American culture. Like, I know what happened, right? Uh, but, but my uncle called me the other day. He was like, buddy, I saw this movie. It's going to be huge. It's called Brokeback Mountain. Because <laughs> remember that? I'm like, uncle, that movie is going to win an Oscar in 15 years. You remember that, okay? <laughs> also, you're gay. Um <laughs> Man, that was uh, that was fun. I remember, you know, it, it was the year 1995, and I was um, I was watching the news. I think it was like 11 years old, and they were talking about Michael Jackson and and something about kids. So I asked my mom. I was like, Mom, what what are they, what are they talking about? And my mom says, Turns out, Michael Jackson has a fondness for kids, and he's been arrested for it. This is 1995, right? And I'm like, oh, he likes kids, you know, like Uncle Jack. Uh, so my mom and Uncle Jack have not been talking for the last 15 years. Um, Uncle Jack had a reputation with kids, you know. Uh, I mean, his, also, his name was Jack, which was sh short for Jack Deep, which is a great name for a child molester, you know what I mean? Okay. Uh, <laughs> great, we're feeling good about this. Um, <laughs> and I think we could do better with the movies. You know, we, I think we can do better because, okay, let, okay, let's, black people get Black Panther, right? Asian people get crazy rich Asians. And what do Indian people get? Slumdog millionaire? Hollywood. Just like, 
just like the poorest, most helpless motherfucker we can find. We that's that's our superhero. That's our winner, Slumdog fucking millionaire. The other day, a friend was like, "Hey, does India look like that? Does India is just full of people doing stuff on streets?" I'm like, "No, it just sounds like San Francisco downtown a little bit, buddy. Just <laughs> you know, they could have shot the movie here, right here. They just didn't do it because it's cheaper in India." Uh, <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much. So, sure, forgetting that they have all of Bollywood. You have, fuck our things, you have an entire, Bollywood's bigger than Hollywood anyways at this point. Millions of millions of more people give a shit about, yes, what you're doing. You do the thing in the dance. I I enjoy it. I hum da din da da hum da din da 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 da. I I had to watch one all the time in my one of my favorite things. I don't know. Hey man, I'm I'm cultured. I'm 45. I'm an old bitch. I've seen a lot. I've seen some. Bollywood chip. Your next comedian. Uh, what a treat, everyone. It's the first time he's ever done comedy. So we're going to be kind and sweet and we're going to clap our fucking asses off and we're going to love everything he does. Put your hands together for Abdul Azizi. Thank you, Pam. Oh my God, this is so amazing because I love stand up comedy. Thank you to Netflix and Beat Out Comedy Central, man. I've never seen Comedy Central a day in my life, man. Because my, my parents didn't fuck with cable, bro. They were like, no, what the fuck, man? We get, we're we going to get a satellite dish and we're going to sneak television from the Middle East. And we dead ass do that, bro. Well, I've, I, I, I've never fucking seen American news. I have no idea who's running for president this year, bro. But you know what? I know the politics of Afghanistan, bro. I know all the territories ISIS has under control. And I know that they're feuding with the Taliban. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff, man. People didn't even know. There's like seven different terrorist groups in Afghanistan. And we only like one of them, bro. Probably just because they know how to use YouTube, man. That stuff's so cool, bro. Dude, I've learned a lot of shit on YouTube, man. But I haven't learned as much as I have uh, on YouTube as I have in real life. Like, uh, recently I went to this event called MSA West, which is called Muslim Student Association, right? I'm Muslim, but I don't know jack shit about my religion because my parents... I, I would like to say they're lazy as fuck, but they really just work so hard they got no time to think about me at all. So I go to this event with my homie, right? My homie is, I have no clue if he's a virgin or not because I recently met him, but I love this guy's vibe. But I know that he's trying to get married, man. My homie's trying to get married and he had his first sexual experience at MSA West, bro. How amazing was that, man? Dude, just literally just another guy was trying to get to the lecture and he was just fucking running in there and he runs in there so fast that he skirts, falls, and grabs my homie's dick on his way down, man. Just, yes, bro. And I just, I, he, he won't tell me, man. He won't tell me how his first sexual experience was, man. I was like, was it like the first time you grabbed your own dick? Like, it's just, nah, bro. It just, this is very uncomfortable for me to talk about. I'm like, ah, oh, it's good, bro. You know, respect everybody, bro. Dude, um, my medical marijuana card expired, and like, I'm 20, and now, now I have to wait till June 
till I can start going to dispensaries again doesn't mean that I'm gonna stop smoking weed. I really love to smoke weed. It's so fun, man. Like, I find myself thinking out loud all the time while I'm smoking weed for no reason. It'll be random ass shit. Like, I think I was trying to decipher, trying to decipher what happened in Inception because I don't know what happens at the end of that movie. Like, he's spinning the fucking top, but does it fall over? I'm like, nah, bro, he's in a dream. They shot his, like, the, the, the dude shot his subconscious and now he's into a realm that his body doesn't even recognize so it just paints what reality should be. And he's like, nah, bro, he's alive. That shit's real. Because it was about to fall. That top was about to fall down, bro. Broke my fucking world, man. I gotta say, there's like this goat skin in Pam's office, which is like, it takes me back to my childhood, man. Because for some reason, like, why, why, I, I see this in all Muslim families, where they have like a goat skin, and there's like prayers from the Quran just like burned and like scorched onto the skin. And dude, it really makes us look satanic as fuck, man. Like, it does not fuck it up. Why, why the goat skin, bro? And like, it bothers me, man, because I went to Afghanistan once when I was seven years old, and my uncle slaughtered a goat in front of me. Just be like, bro, I love you, man. I, I love you. Let's kill this goat or I'd honor of you. I'm like, fuck, man, that's a bit extreme, dude. Worst part is, so they, when they took all the guts out, they just threw it in a ditch. Just threw it in a ditch. I have no clue what happened to those organs, man. What the fuck happened to that? Did it deteriorate? I don't know, man, because I don't remember smelling anything weird. Then again, all of Afghanistan smells weird because everybody has cows, man. They love their cows, bro. They love to eat their cows, man. And they do a bunch of weird shit. Like, uh, there is no, like, garbage. Like, there, there is no, like, um, nobody picks up the garbage, bro. So, like, it's hella polluted, but they're like, it's good, bro. The goats can eat it. The goats have evolved, man. The goats will eat the fucking trash, and they will grow up to be twice their size, man. Blows your fucking mind. Man. Oh, dude, every single time somebody asks me about Afghanistan, I'm like, man... You know what Afghanistan is like. You live in it, bro. You're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, Afghanistan is as American as it gets, man. Everybody's packing. It's exactly like Texas, all right? In the summer, hot as fuck, man. Scorching. You can literally cook meat on rocks, bro. And in the winter, bruh. Bro, it is so cold in the winter, man. It's so cold in the winter. People just just say, fuck it. We're just going to turn the snow into our brand new house, man. Like, we'll move back into the place in the summer. But for now, bro, we got to let that shit just sit there, bro. We got to wait for it to thaw. You have to wait for your house to thaw out. So they make an igloo, and they all live in the igloo over the winter, man. And it's pretty cool. They bring, like, their TVs in. They got all, they have iPhones, TVs, like, Playstations. And they've got it all, bro, but they didn't invent heating, man. They still use wood fires for that stuff. Uh, right, but okay, it's exactly like Texas because everyone's packing. People walk around the streets with like M16s in their hands, right? They're fully loaded, like vests, bullets everywhere. 
And I'm like, damn, man, these people are hell cool. I was seven years old. I was like, damn, this is hell cool, bro. Everybody got their guns. They're just chilling and stuff. And I almost shot my cousin once, man. Like, I did. I almost shot my cousin once because I, I, I found my uncle's gun. And I was like, bro, it's a gun. Dude, it's a gun. And he's like, bro, I know how to take the bullets out, man. And he pulls, he pulls, it's like a regular Glock 9, just what cops carry. He pulls all the bullets out, goes ching ching, pretends to transform and hands it to me. I'm like, oh, dude, this is so cool. And to fuck with him, I cock it back and I point it at his head and I clip the trigger. Just air just shoots out, just psh. But I'm like, bro, we're seven years old. What if his dumb ass forgot a bullet in there? I would have just shot him in the head. Like, point blank, bang. Oh, fuck him. He was a dick anyways. I would have shot him. Fuck that guy. Thank you for your, thank you, everybody. Abdul Azizi. Dude, that was amazing. You just did seven minutes on your first time ever, and you fucking killed it. You fucking killed it. That was his first time ever. He just did seven minutes. You fucking murdered it. And you can listen to it later on the podcast. It's really easy to find. It's under Watch and Learn on a Saturday. That was great. That was seven fucking minutes. That's amazing for your first time. And you have an amazing energy, and you never looked at your notes, and you were just talking, and you were saying really interesting things that we'd never even thought of or heard of before. So yay! Clap again, everybody, for Abdul Azizi! Yay! Yay! That was that was really, 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 really good for your first time. Uh, now I'm gonna ruin it by going up and uh, doing a couple minutes about uh, stuff. Okay, here we go. Yay! Clap. I feel I feel a little badly today because I wasn't paying attention to all of your sets because I was uh, busy scrolling the Facebooks, staring at pictures of my ex-husband and his happy family. Yay! I'd forgotten that I left my husband 13 years ago and that he went on with his life. <laughs> he has two beautiful children right now. They both look just like him, not like his fat wife that he married after me. <laughs> so then I looked at his thing and I looked at her Facebook and I looked at some of our other friends from college, and then I looked through my own pictures just to narcissistically say that I'm better than all of them. Fuck their boring fucking lives. Oh, did you go to the yacht club with your two kids yesterday? Was it so fun? Like, yeah, cool. I did three open mics. <laughs> no, but it's great. I was, I was spelunking my own pictures, and I'm like, I'm still pretty. I look like I have lots of friends. Fuck those people. My ex-husband has a small penis. What, 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 what? He married. Uh, it's a really weird story, though. I was married. My ex-husband was the first person I ever slept with. I was very, very Christian growing up. Super, super Christian. Uh, I went to college. Um, so I had sex for the first time with my husband. And he happened to be an African-American gentleman. And I was Christian, so I'd never watched porn or anything. I'd never, he never let me have like a dildo or anything. So I was just like, oh, this is just what we're having. It's such wonderful sex with my ex-husband. Yay. He was, uh, so I'm there with him. We're having all the sex. We're going to all the parties, all the house parties with all of our friends. And we're drinking expensive wine. And they're like, oh my God, your husband's black. He has like the biggest dick. I'm like, oh my God, it's so huge. It's incredible. They're like, you must have the best sex. I'm like, oh my God, his sex is so good. I have no idea what sex is like at all. I'm like, oh, I just quiver on top of you. I don't know. I read some books as a child, but I didn't like, I never watched porn. I have no idea what's happening. And so all these parties, we go to, oh, your, ex -husband, your husband is such a big dick. I'm like, yeah, we get it all. 
So, you know, time speeds forwards. I leave him because I didn't want to have kids, whatever. I move up here to San Francisco. I become the whore of Sodom and Gomorrah. I have, I have sex. Yes, I have, I have sex with my first white guy. And I'm like, holy fuck, your dick is enormous. And he says, six inches is pretty standard, really. And I was like, perspective. <laughs> also, not all stereotypes are real. Like, I totally believe the stereotype. I was like, this is a huge dick. <laughs> Finding out later, not. <laughs> like, it's, it's all, don't believe everything you hear, everyone. Not all black. I actually slept with an Asian dude, and he had a huge cock. It was like eight inches plus, and I was marveling at that, too. I was like, oh, I just thought you were going to eat me out, but dude, you're slanging. <laughs> like, fuck stereotypes, dude. Let's fuck. <laughs> like, that's cool. I try not to be a racist in the bedroom, you know. All sizes matter. All sizes matter. All sizes matter. It's actually a weird thing now because I don't know if you know that the clitoris is a tiny dick. It's like the cutest cock. It literally has the same amount of nerve endings as your entire dick. All of the nerve endings on your dick are concentrated into our tiny little baby cocks. And we're touching our baby cocks all the time, right? You can suck it, suck it, but not too hard. It's like, we want blowjobs too. Suck it. We do. We have tiny. We have tiny little cocks. You know, it, actually, it's happened a couple times that uh, comedians have asked me, "How big is your dick, Pam?" And I'm like, well, it's, you know, it's like this. My balls are bigger, actually. They're they're ovaries. They're inside myself. Balls and ovaries are also the same things. Just they descend when you're a baby, or they don't. So, yes, I know it's so weird. We were all, that's the funny thing, for the first 18 weeks, we're all exactly the same. And then one thing switches, and then all of a sudden, men are better. What? <laughs> I always get that. Why are men better? Well, we can pee outside. Yeah, so can we. It doesn't matter. Actually, it's easier to pee in San Francisco as a woman. Because as a man, when you're peeing, you have to, like, get behind one of those trash cans or, a, like, a, one of those mailboxes or whatever. But no one ever looks between cars. I've peed in between cars in the middle of the day. I just, like, grab onto the bumper and get in between the cars and get down there and pee. Because no one's driving by and being like, look, there's a white bitch peeing in the street. Like, it's, I'm invisible. I can pee anywhere. It's fine. I have a bathroom here, too. What time am I at? Oh, look. Give myself a minute. I've just been fucking around with you guys. I don't I just, I just love, I just love any opportunity to talk about my ex-husband's tiny dick. You know what I'm saying? And I, I actually did look through his Facebook things recently. And you know what else? He got fat. Ah! He and his new white blonde wife are both fat. Their children are beautiful, though. Beautiful, beautiful children. We broke up because I wasn't going to have any kids because I'm like, I ain't going to ruin this vag. I don't want to spread these hips. I'm a vain motherfucker. I'm not having babies. Fuck you. There's enough babies in the world. I'll adopt one. You think I'm going to... You think I'm mentally stable enough to have something live inside me for nine months? <laughs> have you ever known me? <laughs> like, as a, We were married for 12 years. You didn't like know me? <laughs> No, he's a, he's a, uh, I was like, oh, I drink. Well, this will end on this. Uh, one year for my birthday, he bought me a Louis Vuitton backpack. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, a status symbol. 
Motherfucker, I took that thing back for cash. I got two ounces of weed and a case of wine. Are you fucking, do you know me? <laughs> Who the fuck, you spent $714 on a, on a piece of, on something that makes you feel better? Like, my wife doesn't look like she has money, but I have money, I'm gonna buy her a status symbol. Cause I'm, I'm not gonna say anything about African-American men, but they do like status symbols, you know what I mean? Bling, bling, motherfucker. Anyway, I did, I took it back and I smoked that shit. And he was like, I have a DEA license. Do we have to go everywhere and talk about weed? Like, why are we married? <laughs> did you not know I make the best edibles in town? All right, uh, thank you so much for listening to me. I'm gonna bring up your last comedian of the night. He's a doll, he's also married. He, I mean, I'm going to try not to shake his dick when he gets up on stage because I don't want to sexually harass him. No, we talked about this last week. Put your hands together, everybody, for Nick Scarpino. Oh, thank you all. Thanks for sticking around, Pam. I appreciate that. That that timing was, was very perfect. I have some hot new material I'd like to work out for the four of you in this audience right now, and I'm very excited about it. Uh, my wife and I were recently talking about our New Year's resolutions, uh, and I thought I'd share my wife's with you because I thought it was really beautiful. She said, uh, Nick, I think I'm going to start going through the world more open. Uh, she meant like figuratively and, and literally she said, I'm going to hold my chest up high and I'm going to, I'm going to stop looking at the ground and I'm going to, um, I'm, I'm going to be open to whatever comes at me in life, whether that be in a physical form or spiritually. And I thought that was really beautiful um, because my New Year's resolution was to drink more water. That's what mine was. So that'll adequately illustrate the differences between, I think, men and women in general, but I don't want to stereotype. Um, recently, we've started playing this new game together just because the city can be a little difficult to live in. Um, tell me if you guys play this game, too. I, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but we have a little bit of a homeless situation in San Francisco. Uh, so my wife, in order to cope with that, my wife and I play this fun game that we like to call, uh, is it a homeless person or is it a pirate? Yeah, I know. 99% of the time, it's a homeless person. But man, when it's a pirate for that 1%, it's going to be awesome. You know what I mean? Like, it only takes one time. It really only takes one time. Um, I grew up uh, I grew up a very overweight child. Any other fat kids? Yeah. Yeah. How much How much did you weigh at your, at your most, at your biggest? Do you remember? I was like 185. Oh, I got that beat. When I was in Catholic school... I was 220 pounds as a little kid. Yeah, I know, I know. I actually looked like two kids hugging. That's how big I was. Um, and I was in Catholic school. I was almost molested, actually, in Catholic school. And I think it's because I look like two kids hugging. I think that's a little too much to dangle in front of the priests. My fault, really, my fault. Don't put a couple steaks in front of a hungry man. Don't do it. It's a terrible joke. Actually, I, if I ever have children, I hope I have a fat child um, because you always, the great part about having fat kids is that you always know where they're going to be, which is wherever you left them because they don't move. Okay. That's a thinker. Um, I've, if I actually, I, my wife and I don't want to have kids uh, because they're terrible, but if we were, I would definitely make one of those genetically engineered kids. Have you seen this? The software they have called CRISPR, where you can like genetically engineer traits in or out of your child. And I wouldn't make it, I wouldn't use it to make my kid better. I would just use it to make my kid shorter than me. That's it. I'm going to fix this real quick. Thank you. Oh, that, no, I'm not done yet. That was it for that joke, Pam. 
I know, I know. I think that short needs that that joke needs to go because it doesn't make much sense. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have any kids? Anyone? You got a kid, right? It's tough, right? I don't envy people. I don't ever want kids. Like, cause I have I have friends that have kids and they have to deal with like real issues. We're like, oh, my kid got in a fight in school and I have to discipline this kid and like I have to make sure this kid doesn't crash a car or like break someone else's property and shit. And literally, the hardest thing I had to deal with in the past week that I can remember was I actually got a burrito stuck in the cup holder of my car. That is what I got. And my friend was in the car and he saw me trying to get, he, try, he saw me, cause you know how they have little spiky things that like shut down. I was trying to pull it out and it was just wedging it in there more. And my friend started laughing at me, but after five minutes, he actually started helping me try to get this burrito out so that people were walking by and we looked like we were jerking a burrito off in the center of my car. And even that to me is not as bad as having children. It's not as bad. Uh, my wife and I have been married for a very long time, so we've had to get really creative with our arguments. Uh, we've now started having an argument, but not through traditional means. We've actually started arguing through our Netflix queue, which is fun. My wife had a um, she she had a, a fight with her grandma because uh, her grandma was sick and she didn't want to call her, and they had gotten this fight. So my wife's like, "I'm not talking to her. We're just not talking." And so I thought it'd be really funny to clear off our Netflix queue and just put the Golden Girls on there, like deal with your shit, you know. And so my wife, the next day I came and uh, she had cleared it off and she put the movie Spotlight on there, which is about Catholic molestation. <laughs> like, hey, deal with your shit, you know? And so I put the movie uh, Hunt for Red October on because I was like, I get it. You're on your period, right? <laughs> and then she put a marriage story on, which is about a horrible divorce. So I'm done with Netflix. We're watching terrestrial cable from now on. I don't know. Have you guys heard that they're uh, they're trying to outlaw these bird scooters? Yeah. yeah. These are the stupid little electric scooters that are going around. Um, and I'm for this. The government, this local government tried to outlaw them because they kept winding up in the bay. Um, so the downside is they keep winding up in the bay. But the upside is that they're really fun to throw into the bay. <laughs> so we can go do that later if you guys want to. Pammy, how much time do I have? As much as you want. You're at. You just hit five minutes. Oh, I've been giving a, everyone seven total, but oh, you can that's get solid. more because we. You're the last comic, and we have time. If oh, that sounds great. Those. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I don't have. Uh, I actually don't have kids, but I do have two very old parents who keep like calling me to tattletale on each other. So it's kind of the same thing, you know. Like uh, my dad called the other day because my mom let someone accidentally hack into the home computer and like steal all of their information. And my dad was like, I just don't know what to do with your mother. And then my mom immediately called like the next day and was like, I caught your dad watching porn on the computer. I don't know what to do with your father. And I'm like, I think I know what to do. I am going to take away your computer until you learn how to behave, until you learn how to behave. Also, you're not really supposed to pick sides, apparently, uh, when, you're when your children argue. But my dad is almost legally deaf. So you can imagine how loud that porn was. Yeah, so my mom wins that one. She definitely wins that one. I don't know, porn. You guys watch porn? Everyone watches porn, right? It's a stupid. I always ask audiences that, and I'm like, fucking, it's a rhetorical question. If you're not watching porn, you're probably dead, or you just got into a good relationship. Um, I like to, uh, I, I like to, uh, I think about porn. I think, you know, they say that porn sets an unrealistic expectation for uh, specifically for little boys when they're growing up as to what sex is really going to be like, which is why I feel like as an older man, I should set an example. I want to be the change I see. I want to see in the world. So um, I've decided to announce that I'm starting my own porn series with my wife to show people what married sex really is like, Pam. Um, and so here's what it's going to be. It's going to be me and my wife, right? Um, both 
in separate rooms watching porn. That's what it's going to be like. Um, that's what married. That's what married sex is. That's great. I do. I do watch a lot of porn. Though. I watch way too much porn. I would say I'm. I'm kind of addicted to it at this point. Um, are you guys? You ever had that problem where you're like, I, I watch too much. Of it? The problem with watching porn is that it's like doing any other drug, right? After a while, the normal shit just isn't enough. You got to take it up a notch, right? It's like not enough to look for double penetration. After a while, you go, it's time, triple penetration. I got to start looking at this. I get desperate. I got so desperate to find something new in porn the other day. I actually searched the word love just to see what would come up. Do you know what I found? Triple penetration. That's apparently how they show they love it. Uh, It's not going to get any better than that. Thank you guys so much. Pam, thanks for holding the mic for me. I appreciate you. You guys enjoy your night. Nick Scarpino. Check him out on Kind of Funny. I guess they review things that dudes like. And they talk about... Computer games or something. I don't know what you do. Computer games. Computer boxes and games and stuff. Um, we have a tiny bit of time left. You guys want to scroll up around and say what upcoming shows you have? Um, I know, Rachel, you have your show on Monday. We can mention that again, but I'm sure there are other Nick Scott shows. Go ahead, Nick. I have shows in February. I believe February 15th or 16th, I'll be at Cobbs for Stay Silly. And then Great. I'll be up, I believe the 25th, I'll be up at Sally Tomatoes in Ronard Park. If anyone wants to come hang out and heckle me there. Both great rooms. Sally great Tomatoes room. up in Ronard Park is super amazing. Also, Cobbs here locally. Check it out. Check out Kind of Funny with Nick Scarpino. Next week, you can see me at Piano Fight on Thursday the 23rd at 10 p.m. in Edna and a Bottle. Tastes funny. Also, that same show on Friday, the 31st of January at Piano Fight. Again, 10 o'clock. Edna and a Bottle. Tastes funny. It's sketch comedy. Oh, boy, am I memorized almost. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, Rachel, what do you got coming up? I want to say that Edna's bottle is a lot of fun, so I probably will come check it out. You guys should. It's really cool. It's cool. You can see me act, dude. I have memorized so much shit. You have no idea. We've been acting. I've been, I haven't done this shit since I was like in my twenties. So it's it's totally different. And memorizing lines and doing scenes with people and being yeah, funny. Yeah, it's really in that it's really way. impressive. It's they weird. put it all together in one month and like blah blah blah. Stuff. It's hard. I, don't it's know, a I went 38... the last two months and I was like, this is great. So I just keep going. So it's I'll probably be there. It's a thirty-eight page script. I'm gonna I know we're memorizing a 30 it's insane okay it's, it's memorization's hard on the 29th on okay. the 20th go to delirium oh yeah to see shit. Rachel's that birthday at next delirium Monday, next week, Monday we're doing the mic swap birthday thing that I already talked about it's gonna be a lot of fun uh impersonating each other and then on the 29th I'll be at the Black Horse Pub Mauricio show it's a great show it's really cool it's the tiny the tiniest pub in San Francisco it's really intimate and it's free and uh in February 12th I'm going to be at Cobb's at the who is that show but that's uh later in the life that's exciting yay yay Cobb's yay any other people with shows upcoming Every Friday here at Mutiny Radio is Pam Tasks Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. It's only 10 bucks. We've been actually having audiences. It's been great. We have 40,000 listeners a month. That's great. But really, there have been people here. Oh, my God. And March 1st through 7th, I hope that you come to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Rachel Pinson's on it. Ernest Evangelista. Uh, other comic. There's 76 comics from all over the United States that are on that. It's 66 programs in seven days, programming from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., all here at Mutiny Radio. Except for the fourth, we have a show at El Rio, where we're going to be doing an LGBTQ and Allies show. Both Rachel and I are on that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Check it out. 
Thank you so much for being here. Oh, Nick, did you have more things? Oh, no, I was going to Oh, he was going to give me money. Yay. Thanks for donating to Mutiny Radio. It really is important to keep the doors open. We're a free speech venue. Please give us money on Venmo at Mutiny Radio, all one word, lowercase. Join us on Instagram at Mutiny Radio SF. And I know Facebook's dying, but please, we're on Facebook still. It's the only thing I understand because I am old. Thanks for being here. Um, come back next week and enjoy Sketchfest, everyone. Bye. Yay. Oh, look at this.
Yeah, it's the jam. Uh, I changed my address. We're going back to the basement. K Jizzle, big year. Uh, 19 was. This is my oh my. If you dig this, K Jizzle, K uh, space G I Z Z L E. Look for him on SoundCloud. Uh, this is called my oh my. Touching that. Uh, there you go, Mr. Jizzle. Hope you have a good one. Be safe. Be safe. Take two steps back to the side. Swish. My oh my. Take two steps back to the side. Swish. My oh my. Lottie, lottie. Showtime. Get in. Big game in. Cause we gonna get it in. Roll softly, softly.
I knew he was just my style My only regret Is we've never met For I dream of him all the while But he doesn't know I exist No matter how I may persist So it's clear to see There's no hope for me Though I live at 5135 Kensington Avenue And he lives at That's uh, the boy next door off the Love Is a Drag record. Um, one of my uh, better uh, acquisitions this year uh, for adult listeners only. Sultry styles, stylings by a most unusual vocalist. Um, yeah, going back to the basement. This is Trance T Y R A N T Z. They're uh, somewhere out of Arizona. Uh, this song's called Lies and Deceit. Yes. Trample people under your feet. We're turning that up. We got the thing chasing its tail. Always a good sign. Uh, trance, yeah, we're. Um Yeah. 
It's your boy Sifo here, here to let you know that the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is March 1st through 7th. 2020 with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week. Get your tickets now on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comics from all over the U.S. coming for 66 programs in seven days all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Harris, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Gold Cadillac with the white material. I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations.